Hello and welcome to the Chris and Bud Show. My name is Chris Scarborough, and with me is my co-host, my friend, and my brother in pod, Mr. Bud Bohannon. Together we'll be taking you on a nostalgic ride discussing a wide array of topics from our childhood through today, hoping to share a bunch of laughs along the way. Today we're going to briefly talk about the PlayStation Showcase, and then we got bad news. But we'll talk about the PlayStation Showcase first. Uh, bad news right, to buddy. you. So, well, hopefully to the you know couple listeners we have, <laughs> <laughs> to our friends, to our family, to our people who have um, I, been there for us. I ain't got none of those people, so it must be on your side. Must be. Uh, anyway, this is going to air. I think the twenty seventh. Uh, this happened uh, first week of September, so it'll be a couple weeks old by the time it airs, but. Yeah, I think it'll be three weeks just, out. Yeah, so PlayStation, you know, uh, whatever. They, they announced a couple things that are pretty cool. Uh, it'll drop October 4th. October 4th? Mm-hmm. Oh, there was one more we didn't post yet? Okay. Yeah, we got that one. Or no, it'll drop the 27th. You're right. Yeah. See, this is why. Uh, so This all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, uh, anyway, uh, they announced a couple things that were pretty cool for me, and then we'll talk about everything else this is just, top, I guess this one's just in, but I'm on the wrong screen. All right. <laughs> God of War Ragnarok was announced, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, it's one of the games that I've always wanted to play, but never had a PlayStation to play. I won't play this one either, but uh, maybe they'll start coming to PC. I know that they've just bought up another uh, developer recently, and most of the developers have been buying do PC ports. So maybe that's a good sign for people like you and I that will end up playing some of these games as PC games instead of just playstation i think that'll be pretty cool uh did you watch the trailer for that by any chance yeah i think i think though with even with games coming to pc from playstation i'm pretty sure though they're already running exclusives aren't coming to pc well i was saying that uh yeah i mean it's possible i'm not saying that they wouldn't or that they would but it would be smart to bundle god of war one two and three for example or how many ever god of wars there are and just resell them on the pc because you're going to increase your sales i don't i mean it just makes sense to me but then again i mean it might be i'm not running a gaming company because <laughs> i mean i don't i don't really know what games are offered on that ps now thing that you can download on pc right because we don't have a PlayStation controller well the, the thing i did some more research on that the thing is you can use any other controller the issue comes with if it's a game that's designed to use their touchpad like if you have to use the touchpad to progress the game and you don't have a touchpad well you're kind of hard locked but if it's a game that don't require a touchpad to actually play then you're good to go and you know us not being playstation guys we don't know what game that might be right yeah i would hate to like i would i would assume god of war is one of these games where you don't need the touchpad to continue the game right because it's a action hack and slash style game it doesn't seem like it would make use of it i'm not saying that it doesn't but it wouldn't seem like 
Yeah. Either way, I mean, it would be cool. I, I guess I'll look into it a little bit more. I haven't had time to look into it, but uh, it seems like uh, maybe, maybe they're trying to make progress on that. That'd be great. Uh, next one. This is stuff that you'd be interested in. Um, Marvel's Spider-Man 2 announced um, with a tease of Venom. Uh, so that'd be pretty cool. It's coming in 2023, so it's a little while off. But it has both Peter Parker and, and uh, Miles Morales um, facing off against Venom, which I think is pretty cool. That they're kind of going down that um, road because I mean it's I mean that's simple. That's isn't that kind of who they should always be facing, you know? Who Venom? Venom Carnage. Just sort of like I think that um, they're a good tandem, like a good yin and yang when it comes to Spider Man. Well, see that, that um, that's the other thing too about Spider Man. That is why like. When you talk superheroes to me, like my favorite superheroes are Goku, if you want to categorize them as that, Spider-Man and Batman. And the thing that Spider-Man and Batman both share is they have really good villains. Like you look at any other superheroes and they might have one good villain and then the rest of them are just pieces of shit you really don't care about. Yeah, um, yeah. Spider-Man has, I mean, you, we can probably rattle off like 15 villains that are, and I'm really maybe not like in that top tier, but there's like at least five or six in that top tier category. And I'm really fucking excited for the movies that are coming out. Yeah, like the new spot, uh, the Let There Be Carnage uh, Venom film, the standalone series yeah. that's rated R, and the oh hell, what is it? No Way Back Home from the MCU side, whatever. Yeah, that one's going to be really good because that one's going to bring in the Sinister Six. Yeah, they tried to do that in the um. Amazing Spider-Man, and it. Well, they didn't bring in Doc Ock, but they were bringing in most of them. Like Rhino was there. Um, they brought Doc Ock into the newest one. It's the, no, 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 I mean in the original, the the Amazing Spider-Man before this one. Oh, uh, they tried to start bringing them all in, and they wanted Rhino. No, Rhino was in it, and a couple of the others, uh, Electro, of course, and some of the other um, Sinister Six were in there, and they had mentioned him fighting the whole Sinister Six. So that would have been, I, I assume, would have been the third Amazing Spider-Man that never took place, probably. Uh, so it's it's I think the Sinister Six is a, is a really good team for them to fight against because it has all it, it, it appears that the deck's been stacked against Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely going to be some fun. And of course, they're talking about bringing in Spider-Man's from other, you, you know, from the Spider-Verse. So that could be something that is um, unique, to, of course, to Spider-Man and unique to this situation. Yeah, so that it all has a, some potential there as well. You have a Tom Holland and a Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland and a Tobey Maguire, or maybe all three. I don't know. Or you could have know. maybe a Tom Holland and a, a Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, hopefully not, but maybe. <laughs> or a, or a Emma Stone, you know, Spider Gwen. Hmm. She's a thing. Yeah, and I know Miles isn't technically in the Spider Verse yet, but I would imagine he's got to be. Well, Miles coming. Miles Morales is the current Spider Man in the comics. Gotcha. He's not in the the Marvel cinematic universe yeah, yeah, yeah. but he is the current spider-man in the actual comic book huh well you got to figure he's got to be coming soon too yeah but uh, we're we're still milking the cash cow here so they're trying to introduce miles morales very slowly well they had that one uh cartoon yeah the animated what, series into the spider verse yeah and that's Which, what i'm saying um, they're trying to they're trying to bring him in slowly they don't want to just make all the new Spider-Man movies with Miles Morales and nobody knows who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. I've learned Sony is not the well. Sony the best might. when it comes to movie making. I was speaking on terms of Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Marvel doesn't own any of them, so I don't. I remember. I, I, it's a very curious and funny sort of agreement they have there, because Sony technically owns all the Spider Verse. Basically, the entire Spider-Verse. They own... So any character that is attached to it. They own cinematic rights to Spider-Man. They, yeah. they do not right, own right, the right, comics. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, cinematic version. Yeah. Um. 
So it's just kind of funny that that sort of worked out that way. Well, it's because Sony, believe it or not, they got their head out of their ass and they're like, well, Marvel knows how to make really good movies, so maybe we should partner with them. Now, yeah, if, I was reading it. I remember if they could only take uh, that and apply it with video games, <laughs> I think we'd be good. <laughs> well, I know Marvel's been trying to buy uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Verse back for goodness years upon years. Uh, Sony would shit the Sony's bed if that like, ever nah. happened. Yeah. Because I- think about what movie property Sony still owns that's even worth a fuck. I can't think Probably of any. Nothing. Like, when's the last time you've watched a movie and you've seen, like, Sony as a publisher on the movie and you're like, yep, this is going to be good. The only movies I think of. Generally, no. The only movies I think of are the Spider-Man movies. I did a brief Google search and uh, Ghostbusters, which, you know, come on now. Uh, Jumanji, which they've been remaking lately with The Rock, you know. Here's my Wayne Johnson. I'll call him The Rock. Here's my issue with like Ghostbusters. Okay, it'd be like it'd be like if you did a reboot of Terminator, or you did a reboot of Caddyshack, or you did a reboot of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right? These movies were huge in the '80s and the early '90s. Most and still are. Yeah, they are. They are. But at this day and age, you got to think. When you're rebooting a movie that's 20, 30 years old, the target audience that really likes those movies, they're probably yeah, they're probably not really watching movies anymore, to be honest with you. I mean, I am because that's what I do. But most normal people that are like 30 and 40 years old, they're not over here surfing the web curious about what movies are coming out. Right. And they're well, a good example is the Karate Kid, right? They rebooted the Karate Kid with um uh one of Will Smith's children, I can't remember. Um, and it and it flopped, and it's because it's not the Karate Kid. However, you got Cobra Kai on Netflix, and it's just a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a bootleg version. It, well, it's like a it, it it's not the same thing. It's it's meant to be like in the future. It still has both main characters. They're just old now. They're not <laughs> they're not teenagers anymore. So it's like uh it's like time had passed by since the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, which is true. So they just tried to use that as a fallback, but at the same time, they didn't go through this process where they're trying to reboot it, where you're going, oh, so that's going to be what Ralph Macchio's character was. You know what I'm saying? So like, just it puts people like me and uh, other people in that in that same category, like you even, who have watched the original movies, and I have kids, so then they're like, oh, this is my favorite Karate Kid. And like, oh, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's certain things like that where... Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, it's just hard rebooting like Ghostbusters same way. It's just hard to reboot things that are so old. And even another example would be like Diablo two. I mean, come on, this is a this yeah. is a twenty year old video game, you know. And yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff like, especially like online, like Facebook forums and that kind of stuff, like groups. You know, if if you're not of age, like within our age generation, then you're not going to like Diablo two because it's way too hard of a game. Because that's how all games were back then. And if you played Diablo three first, you probably will oh, not. God, yeah. You probably will not like Diablo two, because that that's just the way it works. You know, Diablo three added a lot more quality of life features to dumb down video games, which is the current meta of games that we're at. You know, you have like one niche title, and that the only one I can think of is Dark Souls, and maybe that uh, Ghost of whatever. What is it? Ghost of that Japanese word, Sukiyomi, yeah, Shikanami, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So you got like you, <laughs> I'm with you, yeah. You got like two video games out of a million that are really hard. Like that should tell you something about the current consumer of video games. Like they want stuff that holds your hand. They want a glowing trail that shows you where you need to go. They want you to they want them to tell you 
where to put your skill points or what gear to equip. Because think about it, it's what people do. They get their character max level and then they Google a build. Yep. You know, there's no creativity yep. anymore in video games. It's what's the meta pick? That's the gear I'm grinding for. This is how I'm going to build my character. Yeah, we. I agree. And that's the frustrating about that for me is um, when I was playing video, you know, when I was playing those sort of video games, you know, we've always talked about, we always mentioned, you always mentioned Diablo 2, I always mentioned EverQuest. It doesn't have skill points, so you're not paying, or you're not putting in skill points the same way, but you could create a character that is, has no use in the end game uh, because the character's just not at a premium at that point because it was influxed because of X, Y, or Z, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and then you, you could grind all the way to max level and then you can't find a guild to help you run raids because you're no longer that character that class is no longer viable and you cannot just can't just re-roll your class you got to build another character and start over uh so yeah it's it's kind of funny or i'm sure everquest is just like diablo in the end game where if if you have a certain build in mind but it requires this certain type of gear to actually work uh kind of yeah so a lot a lot of what everquest does is basically you're just you're raiding for gear uh and the raids but you need the gear to raid. Well, it used to be anyway, not anymore. You used, you used to need the gear to raid, but you, you you need the raid gear to be able to raid, but you can't raid without the gear. So it's kind of like in that weird spot where you usually just got kind of carried for that for, for the first couple months while you were getting geared up, and then you become uh, you know more useful. I guess like an example would be if you're playing Diablo 3 or something, and you want to make, um, say, an Archon Mage, right? High DPS like a glass cannon build. But to do that, you need certain items and weapons that give you life steal so you can survive in these higher difficulty levels. It's not that the build is bad. It's just the gear that you have is not top tier gear. And there's some builds in video games where if you don't have the right gear, the build doesn't work. Yeah, 100%. That's why I don't play this. Yeah. <laughs> or I try not to. <laughs> uh it's just, yeah, it's, I guess as I've gotten older, I, I guess, okay, so the way I look at video games is one of two ways. If we're going to go this way, where I have to put forth effort, I got to pay attention to this, the quest line, uh, that sort of shit, and I got to pay attention to when they're talking, I'm cool with that. I'm not. But make that known in the beginning. Well, I, listen, because I probably won't play for long, but I'm just saying, just at least make it known, because I'm not going to pay attention to it. And then you're like, why didn't you go do this? Well, I didn't fucking know. I don't pay attention. I don't care. See, I storyline doesn't intrigue me. I fall into that that category. I'm one of these guys that wants the glowing trail to show me where to go. No, no, I agree. Now that's what I'm saying. Like now, today, I am like, just tell me where to go. I will kill whatever you want me to. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very much a uh, a step by step person. Um, because you know, everyone are just you know, there's nothing more annoying than and I hate to burst your bubble, but this is how Diablo Two is. When you're talking to an NPC and it tells you where to go, but you just skip through all the fucking text and then you get yeah. you get out in the, the main world and you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly. That's actually how EverQuest worked. That's how uh, that's how Diablo 2 is like. You have to listen to the conversations of the NPCs to figure out where you need to go next. <laughs> they've, they've changed it a little bit. But back in the day, you had to figure out like to even progress the conversation because it was all text based. So you had to pay attention to what they said. I mean, granted, it's in a text box, so you don't have to actually listen to it. But you had to figure out what words were like the, um, I don't know, the, the key words to progress the conversation. If you couldn't figure out those keywords, you would have to you'd have to leave or get someone to help you or whatever so that you could progress the conversation so you could get to the next step. Uh, it, they've changed that now, you know, with the whole brackets and stuff like that, where you just click on it and automatically says it for you. Yeah. And but see, yeah, nowadays, it's kind of funny when you look back in the day. Nowadays, games are so linear that 
you don't have to pay attention to anything. Like it, it just you know where you got to go, which yeah, which kind of caught easy. me off guard a little bit about Fantasy Star because Fantasy Star and honestly quite a bit of MMOs they still run by that practice where they don't hold your hand and tell you where you need to go. Like I said, I was yeah. I was exploring a territory in Fantasy Star trying to figure out what I needed to, to do, and I got lost. And then I just spent like 10 minutes just cruising the world, checking out the scenery. Like I haven't right. done that in a long time in a video game, but it's still annoying, but I can appreciate it. Yeah. yeah there's a big part of me that's like, I don't want to waste time because I mean, we all have limited, we're not, we're not kids anymore. We have limited time to play video games. So true that. Um, I, I would much rather be able to make progression. Like, if, like for example, if you were like, Hey man, I got an hour and I was like, all right, well, let's do something. And we, we make a decision to play a video game. I don't want to spend that 45 minutes of that hour trying to figure out where the fuck we got to go to accomplish something. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, I'd much rather spend that it's like, whole hour doing something. Yeah. It's like if, if we go to play destiny or something, it's like, we know we can get some light levels within an hour by running strikes right. or doing bounties or playing crucible or gamp. I mean, whatever it may be, we know we got an hour to play. Let's pick the activity that best fits our time. Like, obviously we know, right. Within an hour, we don't want to be running dungeons. We don't want to be doing raids. We don't want to be playing trials. You know what I mean? We don't really want to be playing Gambit because some of them games can take forever. Yeah, they can. I've been there. Um, yeah, so it's just, I, I'm glad that we've made progressions. Like, it's definitely, like you said, it's all been quality of life, which is a great thing because I prefer um, the ease or, or the Oh yeah, truly the quality of life aspect. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not the old boomer guy that's like I don't make games like they used to. Like I much prefer <laughs> today's games. I'd rather them hold my hand. I don't I don't miss yes. the hard games at all. And when, well, when I say so hard I games, I'm things, talking you know? I'm talking legit like NES, SNES, and those were just platformers. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those were brutal. There was no forgiveness in those. Yeah, like the original uh, Mega Man games on Nintendo. Like fuck you, Capcom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, I mean, there's still hardness in the games, which is fine. Like, for example, we use Destiny, so Destiny works here. And even Diablo 3, the same thing. It's like, But in Destiny 2 and in Destiny 1, you had raids, and you had things that you had to have other people, well, except for some raids, but most raids you had to have other people with you for the most for most people. Obviously, there's I, you, could look, you can Google it right now, and there's a, one person who's soloed every raid in the entire game. But I'm just, that's an unusual case. Most people need mul multiple people to play with them to be able to do the raids. So it's just one of those things. Uh, so, But you know in today's time, too, the idea of let's make it harder just means let's give the enemies a lot more health. Let's give them a shield. Yeah. And it's like that with yep. every single game. That's their, their quote-unquote in-game. That's not in-game. Yes. Yeah, I'm getting so... Uh, I meant to say this earlier, but Neverwinter just redid their... Leveling system uh, all together. So they went from level 80. I think it was level 80 down to they just bounced them back to 20. So level 20 is the max. And then you're just getting gear at that point. Similar to what Destiny does, where your level doesn't really matter, right? You're, I think their level is actually 20 as well. And then, uh, or whatever number it is. 30. And then, okay. And then it's light level after that. Or then it was it used to be light level. And now it's just gear level. Yeah. So it's like they're doing the same thing that they did. But it, uh, so it's just at least Destiny kind of breaks it up a little bit. Like you know, they got their soft caps, and then you got to go to like powerful gear, and then from that they got like the hard caps that you got to go to. Or excuse me, the soft caps. Cap. Yeah, the soft caps, and then you go up to the pinnacle caps, and then from there it's all about your artifact. Right. It's just, but that's a whole different story. But yeah, at least they, at least you have 
clear direction on how to get there. And that's always good. Yeah, and it's still one of the things where, say, like in Destiny, if light cap now is 1330 or 1350, whatever it is, if you run into tower and you see a guy that's like 1375, you know he got that level strictly from playing the game a lot because that come from his artifact. And I'm okay with that. You know, reward the people that put the hours into the games. I'm not bitching about that one bit. Yeah, my bitch is more about that the grind takes so freaking long in the first place. Yeah, that and I we were texting about that the other day. I I hopped in Destiny for about 10 minutes and it's just the grind session has never changed. Like it's the same thing. Like you go and collect bounties, you go and kill X amount of enemies with this type of gun. You turn in bounty. Like, this shit has not changed since Destiny 1. Right, at least in Destiny 1, you weren't trying to... I guess in my thing was like... I'm just burnt out on it. Yeah, you do all these quests, or these bounties, you do all the strikes, and then you don't get gear you need, or the... You know, whatever. It's just frustrating. Um, It's like playing Call of Duty for me. You know, it's the, it's the same game. Even if I were to play the most current Call of Duty, I guarantee you, in my mind, it's going to feel like Modern Warfare 2 to me. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it hasn't changed much. Um, but yeah, we did a huge detour here but <laughs> i got a couple other games i just want to talk about uh so that they announced a remake of star wars knights of the old republic john which if you're listening this is your time to shine uh it was released on the original xbox uh See, and look, it's apparently going to be a console exclusive which i think is weird look they remade my game that i spent growing up they're remaking john's game that he spent growing up now all they need to do is do an everquest remake yeah only and our trio will be good to go Ugh. They fucking announced some crazy shit. They announced ex- extra perks if you pay. For- oh, that I'm losing my mind with that video game. Wait, um, what? EverQuest or Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, EverQuest. Oh, they turned it into um, a pay to win. They're working on it. So but it still has a subscription. You don't have to pay the subscription. You can still technically play the game without it. Um, but anyway, they added you can pay for like a block of stuff. So like extra pr- XP or crafting materials um, and stuff. Certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Whatever. It's like either it's one ninety nine for there's three tiers so it's one ninety nine two ninety nine or three ninety nine or four ninety nine something like that. Now when you say or this, are you, whatever you mean like a dollar ninety nine cent? Yeah, one dollar okay. ninety nine cents. Uh, I, I, was, I was about to say ninety nine. I think two hundred dollars is too much for a game. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a month, so you pay for it per month. I don't care if it's per um, ten years; it's too much. Yeah, <laughs> versus uh, and then you got your ten dollars a month subscription fee. So it could go up to $15 a month, which is what it used to be, actually, a long time ago. Uh, the and See, that's why I never got into WoW. Used to be 15. I just, even, like, number one, when WoW came out, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have a job. But regardless of that, even when I did have a job, I just have a hard time coming to terms with yeah. spending $50 on the game, plus an additional 10 or 15 a month just to play it. Plus uh, $50 a year. Or, well, not anymore, but it used to be $50 a year for an expansion. Yeah, I just, I have a hard time coming to grips with that. You know, that... I do think you'd have fun playing it, though. That's the part where I'm very old school. Like, I believe if you spend $50 on the game, you should get the game. And that that's why, it's, especially in today's time, I have a hard issue with DLCs. Because, like, we ain't made it there yet. But, like, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, like, they've already announced four DLCs for that game. Yeah, and it's like, but you don't know what you're getting. That, I guess that's my problem. Granted, Borderlands has been better than most when it comes to DLCs and feeling like you're getting your money's worth, but you just don't know what you're getting. But still, you don't know what you're getting. I don't like it because they designed the game with the four DLCs in mind. So how much of the actual game's content are they holding back behind the DLC? This this was my gripe with Destiny. Right. 
I shouldn't have to spend I mean, been- what fifty sixty dollars for the base game and then say forty dollars per DLC. So that's another hundred sixty dollars. I shouldn't have to spend. Oh, it's going up. I shouldn't have to spend two hundred dollars for a fucking video game that should. It's only getting worse. That should have been in the first sixty dollar value. Yeah, it's actually going to seventy dollars. They haven't explained that on Xbox yet, but of course we've already talked about it on on PlayStation. They're already seventy dollars for new titles. So then you then it's like, damn, I'm spending seventy dollars. You're almost spending a hundred dollars on video on a fucking first of all on a fucking video game, and and second of all on a game that you don't know. You're going to continue to play. I guess that's the part that I've always struggled with. Yeah. The reason like a game like uh, EverQuest, I don't mind spending a $10 a month is I already know what I got. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm okay with spending that $10 because especially now I can, I can play old content and not pay for the expansions as long as I stay, you know, in the old content. And it's also not including all these stupid versions that they do. So like, you know, you got like the $60 base game and then you got like the $80 mid tier pack, which might give you like, pre-order cosmetic type shit and then you got like the deluxe edition which gives you actual gear or something like that and if it's a game you really think you're interested in you're probably going to go ahead and just go for the gusto or i'll give you an example destiny 2 charging a hundred dollars for the fucking galahorn like fuck all that right yeah um fuck it it's at all um you know we talked about that last week or whatever week it was regarding we'll talk about uh, it again fuck them do whatever we want to fuck Uh, anthem (laughs) Got to get that in there, too. <laughs> you got to make sure they know exactly how badly we hate that game. That's so, it. yes, Anthem, you're trash. Uh, it's sort of funny that, uh, you know, I, I just I'm getting frustrated with that in general, like how it all works and, and monetization of. Yeah, just video games. Well, no, the other thing is like because I understand you completely. Not only are you frustrated with how video games are, but you also see this in everyday real life how greedy companies are. And then when you apply that same greed that you see every day to companies, to something that you actually love, like video games, it really pisses you off. Yep. And I think that's one of the reasons I play a 20 year old game that I haven't paid for, except for a $10 subscription here and there pretty regularly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, it's, it's just, is what it is. I, well, I mean, that's kind of how my brain works too. You know, like I drive, I drive a 1995 Tahoe with 365,000 miles on it. If that thing were to break down tomorrow, I'd, I would not get mad at it. You know, I bought that car right. 20 years ago. Well, probably more than that, but regardless, 20 years ago for $2,000. That thing don't owe me a damn thing, okay? $2,000 for 20 years, I think I got my money's worth out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I would have gone out and bought like a brand new truck or something, and motherfucker breaks in three to five years, oh yeah, I'd be pissed off. You know, if you spent $40,000 on a vehicle, just to fucking break within five years. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be pretty pissed off. I'll give you another example right now. My TV, one of the reflectors is starting to fall off on my TV. So I'm starting to see LED light through the screen. Ugh. And granted, this TV is about probably five years old, six years old, but it's a $3,000 TV. Yeah. I was like, cost versus years doesn't matter when you break it down like that. So it's like, you know, yes, this TV's not worth $3,000 anymore, and I'm sure new TVs that are out, even cheap new TVs, probably have a better picture than what mine does, just because technology does advance. But at the same token, in my mind, I've got $3,000 invested in this thing, so I'm going to fix it until it just doesn't display picture or the colors start to yeah, fade. Just for a rough estimate for you, that's $600 a year you've spent on that TV. You know what I'm saying? If you broke it down per right. year, 600 bucks. 
you know, which grand scheme of things isn't that bad, right? Because people spend more than that on coffee a year. So it's okay, I guess. But I agree that you that lump sum up front, you're like, good God, man, that's a lot of money to spend. It should last longer than that. Yeah, but like, you know, because even at 10 years, you're only at, you know, what, 300, you know? <laughs> well, see, the way my brain processes it is that I spent, I want to say, I think it was like $500. $600 on a 32-inch Samsung LCD TV. This was when we very first started working at Walmart because me and Paul actually waited in line at Black Friday to get this TV. <laughs> and this thing still is working to this day. Like, it, it don't have no problems. It's just, it's like old faithful. It's like old CRT TV. You know, them things are good to run for 30 years. Yep. And you know, even buying these new age TVs, you know that you're not going to get 30 years out of the TV. But still, right? Yeah. When I spend three grand on the TV, I kind of expect it to last a little longer. Right. And the only yeah, reason it's exactly. breaking is because one of the reflectors is falling off, and that's just a result of cheap ass glue that they're using. Be like if you <laughs> yeah. be like if you bought a car, and then five years later the headliner starts falling down. Like that is solely uh, a result of cheap products. And it's like, how much money did you save on the glue, dude? Like how much money? Come on, guys. Yeah. Like. I never understood that because oh, uh, talked about New World right, and that was ex that was a hundred percent on EVGA because they use cheap soldering, and it's like you're selling me for a brand new thirty ninety is what I think those are twelve hundred dollar MSRP cards. Uh, MSRP yeah okay so it's say twelve hundred bucks why the hell would you cheap out on soldering at, and you're 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 selling them for twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, I don't understand. You know, it don't cost that much to make that. No, I mean, you're paying. This is crazy. You're paying for basically research and development that cost. Of and, and I understand that. It's the same way with medications, right? Right. Like we we know that EpiPens don't cost four hundred fifty dollars to produce, but most of what you're paying for is the research and development to make this injection. Like yeah, the possible the injection, the injection, the actual plastic tube, the needle. The spring, the little button in it, that whole thing probably costs a buck fifty to make, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In China, yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just one of the. Yeah, it's unusual. But uh, and the other thing that's funny is a lot of that stuff is donated anyway, like uh, don't through donations. So it's kind of funny to pass the cost back off onto your, your customers when you had corporate donations in the first place to help fund the research and development on top of that. Uh, but we don't know that's that. a different story. I mean, I, I cannot prove. I don't know that for sure specifically about an EpiPen, but in general, uh, typically most of that stuff is funded through um, some sort of donation, uh, just generally speaking. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still frustrating either way. because It's just like, come on, guys, I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, cheap soldering is kind of stupid, especially considering now you have to replace all of these on top of that. So how many did how many was affected and how many did you lose? So then how much total cost did you end up having to replace? And I guess that's why you employ, employ a... Uh, what are they called? Uh, like um, risk analysis, right? So like uh, how many potential failures could you get out of this machine versus how many will you sell? And then is is it worth to have to replace each one if they if the ones did break and they actually did contact you? See, And I think that's a terrible way to think about it, but that is how a lot of companies work. I wouldn't want to do that just in fear of losing potential future sales. Because like, of course, for example, you know, I'm a I'm a PC guy. I like researching about different parts and components and what they do and their specs and all that stuff. Now I will never buy an EVGA graphics card. It will never happen. Never. Yeah, I was gonna say they got struck off my list. You know what I'm saying? Like, no thanks. You know, and I'm the uh, I'm the type of guy that I would have spent twelve hundred dollars on your product. Right. Yep. Not anymore. Yeah. No, not gonna happen. That goes back to so we talked about it through we were texting about it. 
I don't know, a couple weeks ago with the solid state drives. And uh, I don't remember what the, the companies were. I'll look them up real quick. Well, that one, and then replace that one's cheap parts. That one's you know? a little different because now there's only two solid state drives mm-hmm. that weren't in that list. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's kind of crazy that those companies would do that, you know, because what ends up happening is, is that you're losing confidence in those companies. Oh, for sure. Um, well, I mean, I think that included mine. Well, kind of, I'll kind of give you an example right now. Like I said, my TV is a Samsung and the ref- the reflector starting to fall off. You know, you sent me that link about Samsung SSDs using inferior old products. Um, you know, I'm sure Samsung's had some issues with their phones that I'm just not aware about, but like you just said, you know, my faith in Samsung is kind of slowly shifting now more to LG. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I've always been a diehard Samsung fan as far as electronics go for like for the past 10 years. But it's kind of slowly starting to shift to another brand. And I'm not saying LG's perfect. You know, I'm sure they've got their flaws. I just don't know about them. But right now, you know, they're starting to be the winning brand for me. I'm kind of starting to shift all my electronic purchases more into the LG side. Like, yeah, Yeah, I I actually agree completely. I'll give you an example. Prior to Samsung, I used to be a diehard Sony fan when it came to electronics, like CD players, speakers, TVs, radios. I mean, I was I was a gung ho Sony fan. And then I don't know what happened with Sony, but all of a sudden their products just started becoming a crapshoot. The ones that you buy that worked, they worked really good. But then the ones that you buy, they wouldn't work out of the box or they would work for a week. And I just I shifted away from that because I didn't want that headache to start with. And now I don't buy Sony things. And just out of just just for clarity, the three companies that were caught in this particular issue were Crucial, Western Digital and Samsung, Um, specifically the 970 Evo Plus, which I'm pretty sure is what I have, Um, which Samsung and Crucial both are like the top selling solid state manufacturers right now anyway. Exactly. So it's just like, uh, and, and basically the, the the issue is, is that they're swapping out parts from a different, like a not necessarily a solid state. Even they're putting like swapping out chips and certain things that go for different for a lesser quality. What you're paying for, swapping those into a different one. They're changing the name on the on the actual card itself, like on the the actual piece that you would plug in. However, the the SKU is the same, so you could buy the lower quality one and then the upper quality one. Or the the one that's supposed to be there, the correct quality. They're, they're and selling the lower you, quality for the same price. They're selling you a Ryzen 5 2600 at a Ryzen 5 3700 advertisement. Right. Yes. Basically. Uh, and the so guts, it's just it's just one of those things where the guts are the inferior part, but the outside looks like the bigger part. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they're changing this, this the uh, the actual what I'm looking for. I think the analogy I used for with you in the text conversation was if you went out and bought a, a Mustang as a V8, but they gave you a V6 motor and you didn't know any different. Yes. Yes. Because it's one of those things that you don't notice it because, and even they said, even in the benchmarks, it worked well in certain things or up to a certain point. And then it would crater. Like it would just absolutely fall apart. And same thing with the V6, right? You wouldn't notice a huge difference between a V6 and a V8. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I'm just saying like in a normal drive, right? Like if you're just kind of like, yeah, if you're going to the store, you're not getting on it because nowadays yeah. V8s you, are so quiet half the time. It's hard to tell if you even have a V8. Right, right, right. So you wouldn't you wouldn't know unless you just knew it, right? Like for example, I got my lawnmower when I bought my lawnmower. He brought me the wrong lawnmower, but it was bigger, and I was like, that doesn't look like the right lawnmower. I mean, like you know, and I called them and they're like, yeah, fuck it, you know. Yeah, like <laughs> you said, unless you like pop the hood and then you see the motor and 
you can count the header pipes coming off the side or like the fuel injectors right. or but hell nowadays companies put that fucking beauty plate on the motor so you can't see the motor anyway yep. yeah or they uh hide everything now yeah because they want they want you to pay someone to do it not not do it yourself uh, i noticed that because uh was it? i was trying to i was looking at looking for spark plugs just because like i i have a hybrid so of course mine's different anyway but um and it's like where are they at but they're like under to move shit out of the way like uh for example on the prius one of my headlights went out um not the main headlight but like the driving head the driving light and you can't actually reach the driving light unless you take out the uh windshield wiper fluid reserve or you take off the tire that's the only way to reach that bulb you gotta take off huh? the tire to get to your headlight yeah yeah huh? how stupid is that or or you have to take out the windshield wiper fluid reserve I, reservoir i guess their thoughts are people that are driving hybrids probably aren't very mechanically inclined anyway so they're just gonna buy a new yeah. hybrid well I, I didn't fail an inspection so i guess it, it's not a required light um because it's not a headlight it's the driving light like the extra light on the bottom like towards the bottom of it oh, a fog light so i guess it's, it's similar to a fog light yeah but it's, it's up a little bit higher it's a part of the headlight in that same um it's whatever it's called assembly. it's in the same yeah it's just you can't reach the bottom light because it's blocked off uh, with plastic so yeah you have to either take off the reservoir which is blocking your entrance into that part or you have to take the tire off so you can come up underneath it it's insane i'm surprised like, it has a separate stuff. bulb that you can even get to if it's in the same assembly because most auto manufacturers nowadays when one light goes out in that assembly you have to replace the whole assembly and i don't know right, i don't know if you've sense. seen the price of headlights for new vehicles yes they're ridiculously expensive yes uh, yeah, I purposely didn't. There was one, you know, with like the, the LED strips or whatever. Yeah, the halo. And I was like, no thanks. Yeah. So that, that's what <laughs> I, I like about my Tahoe, man. Like a new headlight yeah. for your car, I would probably guess is somewhere around six, $700. Yeah, the whole thing, yeah. A headlight for a, like a brand new Chevrolet truck or something bucks. is about yeah. $1,200, $1,300. Yep. And a whole headlight for my car is $20. A whole tail light yes, for my car is $20. <laughs> So like yep. most people, when your headlights are foggy, you go out and buy like a little lens cleaning kit. Well, shit, I can go buy a whole new headlight assembly with a brand new lens and a it's bulb cheaper. for three dollars more than the cleaning kit. <laughs> the cleaning itself. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that is one of the benefits of having an older car is that it's it's no longer pro proprietary to just uh, Chevrolet and that the, you know, the patents have worn off so people can make. Yeah. Non whatever the word what's the, what's OEM the, yeah OEM they can make non OEM parts um, and they're cheaper to make because they've already been in pro in you know in production for so long uh, versus say if a Tesla like hell you said your your dad worked on something where it was like to, like you said to replace a headlight was like a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars it's like what the hell yeah uh, and then you think about it, it's because of all the stupid sensors they put what's not stupid but all the sensors they put in it all the stuff that they put inside that to for safety. I mean, it's there for a reason. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but my God, if you get hit, it's like, Jesus. I mean, it, I'll give you an example, too. It's know. like back in the day to change a tire, you know, it was just simple as, you know, pulling the tire out and swapping it on the rim, putting it on the machine. Nowadays, you got all cars have tire pressure monitor systems. And if you knock that sensor yep. out, well, there goes more money because them sensors are about yep. $20 a piece. Yeah, I used to deal with that a lot at Walmart. <laughs> Idiots knocking the damn sensors out. Yeah, and, and when you pay for cheap labor, that's what happens. Yeah, and if you're the person that's doing whatever on the tire, you're kind of responsible for it. It wasn't broke when it rolled in. Yeah, that's one of the funny things about it, man. And I mean, I get it. It's it's theirs that you know if your tires are low because I, I 
do you walk around your car every day before you leave to check the tire pressure, headlights, taillights, that sort of shit? No. I notice it when I take a it, turn and my car feels spongy. Right. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, like, in theory, they say uh, a good driver, before they, they turn the car on and then they, they inspect everything, make sure every, everything works before they get on the on the road. I don't do pre-trip and, and inspections. We just, don't, we just don't do that. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, most people don't. Truck drivers they, they say you're supposed to. Because they're mandated by yeah. federal law to do so. Right. Uh, I don't either. But a sensor telling me, hey, your tire's a little low. Okay. But, yeah, okay. my car, I mean, if I see sparks coming out of one of the wheels, I guess my tire's off the rim. <laughs> Time for a new tire. <laughs> I got to get to work, so we're going to be sparking uh, the whole way up there. Uh, goodness. Um, I don't really care about the rest of these games, man. I'll be honest. Uh Tiny Tina, I'm excited about that. We already sort of briefly touched on it. Um, the DLC stuff's always a little weird, like you said, because it feels like they're not giving you the same quality of game that you deserve, right? Like, well, the other thing too about like the PlayStation Showcase, like um, Project Eve, and I think there's another one on here. Yeah, this Forspoken game, they look identical, and that's the thing I've always had against PlayStation games, especially when people used to argue about Xbox and PlayStation. Like, PlayStation has better games. Like, they're all the same. They're all single-player, hack-and-slash. They're just graphically beautiful games. And I feel like that's the only thing that separates the games. It's like one company tries to make a game that looks prettier than the next company. But at the, the core of the game, it's the same fucking thing. Yep. Yeah, they all kind of, and they all kind of have the same one, right? Like, they almost all look the same. Yeah, you've got like they a... have that, like, uh, you, style. Yeah, you got your basic auto-chain... You got like a light attack, a heavy attack, and they all just look visually good. But you know, when you play that game, it's going to be the same fucking thing. You're just going to spam the fuck out of the right trigger button or the square button until you beat the game. Yeah, basically. I mean, screw that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's not that complicated. Um, yeah, I didn't watch any one of those. Um, Uncharted's actually... And that's the other thing, too. I guess too. this one's coming to... I think during that whole showcase, I think they announced like five remasters. Yeah, that tells you that they don't know what to do. That's the one thing I don't like about where we're currently at is even in the movie world, it's like people have have we really run out of creativity? Like we've got all this technology now to make some dank ass shit and we spend it doing reboots. Why? Well, I would imagine the cost is not, I mean, I don't know. Of course, I've never made a video game, but I would imagine the cost well, is a that, lot lower. That kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, right? Greed. Because they know yeah. if they make something that was successful back when it first released, they know if they revamp it, it's also going to be successful. Whereas if they take a chance on something new, it could flop. And what's funny is all they do is they bundle the fucking DLCs with it, which are already there anyway and they sell it for forty dollars that's literally that's literally all they do they sell you the game and dlcs for forty dollars instead of what you would have paid a hundred dollars for but if you've already played the fucking game why play it again i understand and like this game grand theft auto 5 how many fucking remakes of this game are you gonna do listen rockstar milks the fuck out of every game they make i know and every better than any company every console that comes out they're like New Grand Theft Auto Five made specifically for this console. You're gonna want it. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking hilarious. I, you understand that they're successful for a reason. Games like Smite and Destiny, they do this shit for free. It's in an update. Yep, yep. <laughs> like they update the game to run better on the next gen consoles. Grand Theft Auto Five makes a whole new fucking quote unquote game and sells it at a yeah, which isn't. And people buy it. That's what irritates me the most. It's the same fucking Grand Theft Auto 5 
that you played on Xbox 360 or PlayStation. Did it come out on PlayStation 3? I don't remember. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's the same fucking game. I'm trying to see what what, what games they have. Just to see out of curiosity. Do they have one, two? There you go. That's the only game from the Eight, showcase that's worth the shit. Gran Turismo 7. <laughs> they have 10 damn subsidiaries within Rockstar. That's insane. Well, I don't think most are still active because, I mean, they really put out anything. But they closed down to Rockstar, Vancouver, and Vienna. So I just want to see the games you do. Come on. I don't know. There's, there's just a lot of stuff that still irks me about today's time. Oh, here we go. All right. So, I just don't get it, man. Like I'm I'm thinking back to the days of like Metal Gear Solid and Kingdom Hearts, Fable, Gears of War, Halo. Like we've seriously run out of creativity. <laughs> just think about it. Prior to I mean, what? I'd probably say Destiny, right? I mean, more so Smite for me, but there hasn't been any games that come out that have been their own one-off things that have been super super successful you know you not you put world of warcraft in that list i mean obviously grand theft auto and those are 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 really truly successful but yeah i agree there's just not a lot of they are but they're still sequels of previous works i'm talking about and so is world of warcraft really i mean because it's all based off of warcraft lore that was already written yeah warcraft one two three and all that but world of warcraft is nothing like warcraft three it's nothing like i agree but it wasn't it's not um it's not a new world it's all based off information and lore that was already created in Warcraft. It's just a different play style. Yeah, I'm, I'm more speaking in terms of, of creative. Like uh, another game would be Rocket League, right? I don't like it, but it's yeah. super successful and I can see why. It's very fun. Yeah, I still enjoy playing it. I mean, it's not a game I can play every day, but I still have fun playing it uh, here and there. But like uh, we seriously were to that point where we just have no creativity. So we just do all yep. these remakes and remasters and battle royales. You know, <laughs> there's another one. Fortnite. Space Punks is coming free, by the way. Yeah. Fortnite was. Uh, but I don't know that they were the first. They were just the best. You know what I'm saying? They were smart enough to get. Well, see, Fortnite was kind of weird, right? Because when that game very first came out, like there was no um, there was no battle royale to that game. Right. It was just a kind of like a team. It was tower defense. Yeah, it was, it was tower defense, basically. So that game completely changed to how I remember it. Because I remember yeah, so when, what it, what it, when it first launched, I played it and I did not like it because of the building aspect. Right. But then it completely morphed into a separate game when they, they launched the Battle Royale side. And that's when the game actually exploded. Yeah, I think they realized very quickly that nobody wanted to do the tower defense part. And so, or at least not many people did. Um, And then they realized... Because because it was uh what they did was they did like similar to what other game did that like Space Punks did where you have to buy the founder pack or Smite did right where uh, a founder pack uh, before the game is released and then you can buy that founder pack and then you get that content forever. Well, yeah, but Smite. Well, I don't know why Epic Games needed to do that, but but Smite's always you know. been free to play. They just gave you no, no no I know I'm just saying they just gave you a did. weekly rotation of gods you could use. And every MOBA's done that. Right, right. But I'm just saying that's how it started. That's how that's how uh, Fortnite started was as that founder pack. And then to get people to start playing the game and learning it, they created the free-to-play 100-player whatever. Yeah, but um, Space Punks is different. Like, you have to spend that no, no, $30 agree, to saying, play the game, period. For now. Actually, it's going... It's Soon it's going to be free. Right. I was just looking at looking at it on Epic Store, and it's it says coming soon the base game for free. So I don't know when, but I guess that was to get some money in the pocket so that they could I'm, c- continue to create content. At least I hope that's what it was. I'm for. not gonna lie, man. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to play Pokemon's Unite on cell phone. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to really look at it. When does it launch? In a couple weeks, right? Uh, September twenty second, I believe. It's a day so before Diablo. 
You got a busy fucking week. <laughs> yeah, I took that whole week off. I got vacation. Oh, goodness. Um, that's crazy. I hope my uh, cell phone can run it. it yet. I'm still on an iPhone 7. <laughs> You're going to have to go buy a new phone just because just to run it. <laughs> well, You're going to pull a John. Truth be told, I'm going to buy a new phone anyway. My battery health is right. at like 65%. I got to charge <laughs> that thing like twice a day now. It, I think it's, oh, it's time. Yeah, probably a good idea. And it's one of the things, too. It's like the phone itself still works flawlessly. And yeah. I could probably spend the $20 to buy a new iPhone 7 battery, but it kind of goes back to my TV, right? Like if I break into this phone to try and fix it and I break something in the process of fixing it, this is my only phone. I'm screwed. Or my TV. This is my only TV. So for me, it's better at this point to just buy something new because my other option is to take it to an Apple store and have them do it. And I really don't want to drive to Charlotte and wait in line and oh, yeah. and or possibly be a day or two without my phone. Yep. You know, it's like the phone. That will be the case. The phone's so old, it's just not even worth the headache. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. I was there. And that's almost how I feel about my TV. Like, yeah, it's a $3,000 TV, but, you know, six years have passed. Even cheap $600, 65-inch TVs probably have around the same picture that mine does right and i really don't need a tv anymore for like low gaming low latency stuff or variable refresh rates like i don't need a 120 hertz tv because i don't play games right. on xbox anymore so i don't have to go and out the and ones that you do aren't competitive yeah so if you did so i don't i don't need to go out and spend and dump this kind of money into a very low latency tv that has a really good picture all i care about anymore right. is the good picture because i still have a Three thousand dollar home theater set set up. Well, Bud, you ready to get to the bad news? There was bad news. Well, like I said, it's it's relative. Like, or uh, you know, uh, just like anything in life, everything is um, you know relative to the person. I guess, right? Are you about to start crying? Maybe. Okay. Uh, no. Come on. Uh, so we're we're running about on a runtime. <sighs> yeah. So for so we're shut for all. Go ahead. I'll let you do it. Bud. For all eight people of you that listen, we're <laughs> we're taking a break, like a long break. Maybe permanent. We don't know yet. That still talks up in the air. We may or may not come back as a different brand, different structures, because the main thing is, is we've been doing this for what, six months now, seven months? Uh, Yeah, going on, uh, going on month eight. Oh, so longer than I thought. Yeah. And truth be told, it, it's kind of hard to keep going when they're, when we don't really see much growth and we're kind of running out of shit to talk about, to be honest with you. Um, Yeah, it, it's kind of hard. Because I, I do enjoy recording and I do enjoy talking to Chris because previous to this, you know, the only time I really see Chris is like during holidays. So I might see him two, three times a year. And then most of the time it's like two or three times at the end of the year because it's just when the holidays fall. You know, it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's and then from New Year's all the way to July. So it's like there's a big old <laughs> six month damper. But then at the end of the year, it's like. I'll see you at Thanksgiving. All right. Then I'll see you at Christmas three weeks later. <laughs> then I'll see you at New Year's a, a week later. Uh, and then I'll see you in, in uh, 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, basically like what Bud said, this, is, uh, this has been a lot of fun. But I think part of us was, part of it is we invest a lot of time and we don't want to put out bad product and we don't want to give, uh, you know, want to be rehashing the same shit over and over and over again just to just because we feel like we have to put content out yeah to stay relevant um, so most of what we're doing and it may be permanent so that, that's always a that's always a possibility but the most part what we're doing is we need to take a break re rethink our process um maybe consider whatever whatever options we have to do we have to consider everything um and see kind of what exactly what exactly we want to become and and 
we decided that this is something that we want to continue to do. And then trying to find better times or trying to find a better way or trying to restructure, like Bud said, uh, or changing the name or whatever it is to try to help push us forward. If it's where, if it's the route we decided to go. Um, yeah, because maybe just create a better structure. Who knows? Because even a, even a, like a little peek behind the curtain, when me and Chris first started this thing, we weren't going to have a dedicated topic. That's why our name is the Chris and Bud Show. It wasn't going to be strictly video games or strictly music or strictly movies or whatever. It was just going to be whatever we wanted to talk about. Then as we got going, we realized that the subjects that weren't video game related didn't do as well. So we kind of started focusing the show more on a video game type only podcast. And I'm sure y'all have noticed that. Like we've got a couple episodes that's like stupid things that we spend money on or our origin story, um, you know, stuff like that. But most of them are video games. Like we started off, you know, with the old school consoles, you know, we did like six episodes of that. And then it became like E3 trailers. And we talked about like our most played games like Destiny. Like we did a whole episode just on Destiny alone. And even like our last releases have all been video game related. And truth be told, it's kind of getting to be a grind to keep finding content for that. And I don't want to be like, I don't want to be like these YouTubers that you see that are video game related where they have to get like clickbaity titles and stuff to kind of lure you in. And they're only just like Chris said, they're just rehashing stuff. They've already talked about because there's nothing new coming out. I, I just don't want to go down that road. It's a waste of time for y'all. It's a waste of time for me for editing the stuff. It's a waste of time for Chris to set the time aside to record because the way that our schedules work now, recording days, it's about a, about a three hour process just to record it. And then it takes longer, obviously to edit it. But it's just that stuff that we're trying to avoid. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's really just wanting to make sure that it's what we want to continue to do, which I think that that, that we agree on that. Though. That is something that we do. We do want to figure out how to continue to do this. Um, but I think really it's trying to find a way to make sure that we're getting enjoyment out of it. Um, not that we're not, because trust me, I enjoy sitting here and talking to Bud for three hours every other week. Um, it's just our schedules don't line up much better than that, really. Um and it's just trying to find out, uh, you know, how our scheduling will be, because will it be easier for us to take to only do 26 episodes and then take a week, couple weeks off? Like, you know, what I'm saying, like trying to figure out how to best schedule our content to be successful. And, and maybe we go to 30 minutes. Like maybe there's things that we just, you know, there's there's a lot of things that we could talk about. Um, yeah, to, to work through a lot of that, because our first couple episodes, they were they were like about two hour run times. Yeah. That's why. And I, that's why we split a lot of them up in parts too. Right. Yeah. Like our I, first, I think, um, our first ever podcast episode was actually on Destiny, and that was like a three-hour episode because yeah. we were just so excited to be doing it and talking about our favorite game. But there was a lot of yeah. incoherent babbling and repeated <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I joked with. I didn't actually talk to you about this. I joked with myself about it. Like maybe we should just release all the unedited versions because who the hell cares? No one's listened to it anyway. Uh, over the course of the next couple months, um, because it doesn't hurt us any, um, while we're not recording, and then see kind of what happens. And that includes the Destiny episode that I told would never make air. That <laughs> maybe we should just let it make air. Um, and uh, you know, maybe not. But I, I thought that's something that'd be pretty funny just to do, just to give ourselves some time. I'd because, rather go uh, down with my dignity still intact. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I agree. Uh, it was just it was one of those things I was laughing about. 
this is like uh it'd be kind of funny but no i agree uh i would much rather let's just shut it down this is uh this will be episode 33 uh that's more than half the year that's better than before we recorded the first episode that's further than i thought we'd make it anyway so yeah it's it's like i was talking to chris too a lot of it is there's so many podcasts out on the market right now like it's it's super saturated and it's i don't feel like our show is bad like i f- i feel like production on it's pretty good like our quality is pretty good but if you can't find it then no one will hear it and the only way that i know of to get it out there is to pay somebody money that has a following to spread it out there and truth be told i just don't see that as a very good investment because some of these people require stupid amounts of money to uh advertise Pretty much. I mean, I've, I've tried, like I've spent money on Facebook to try and advertise a little bit and it's worked on the Facebook page, but it doesn't actually get people to listen. And I don't care about having a Facebook page with 5 million followers. I want people to actually listen to the show. Um, yeah, it's just kind of really, it's kind of heartbreaking because, you know, it's one of the things like you put something into it and you think that it's going to do well and it, it kind of does well, you know, at least in my, my mind, but it's, like I said, it just never sees the light of day for anybody else to realize it. Yeah, it sort of has a uh, sort of plateaued, right? Like we hit a number and we kind of stayed at that number and we're still at that number. And uh, it's just not we've been very, gaining traction. Yeah, we've been more. very stagnant. And uh, and maybe that's us. Maybe that's our content. Maybe that's our effort we're putting in. And maybe that, you know, take a, taking a break would be a good idea for those reasons alone. Uh, so, um, Or maybe I just need to be like a celebrity already have a following and interview other <laughs> celebrities that say the same exact thing on every other podcast i don't know yeah maybe that's what we need to do let's go become celebrities and then do this again yeah um, maybe people will care about our daily life <laughs> yeah because people that already make 200 million dollars a year they need more money right yeah uh, um i always have a gripe but- i have a gripe with celebrities doing podcasts and youtubes and twitch streamings like don't you make because enough money it's like your celebrity is the only reason people care not like they don't want to actually play video games with you i promise it's just because you're cool or or perceived cool they just want to be around you um which is weird i don't i don't i don't, I don't know yeah. i don't get it it'd be like if you took like steve-o or something like that like i wouldn't i wouldn't want to play video games with him like the only thing maybe i'd want to do is skate with him because he's really big into skating but i can't skate so that's out the yeah. window or it'd be like you know yeah, if, if like kobe bryant did live stream or something it's like yeah you'd want to play a one-on-one game with him because that's what he does right yeah but like some of these other actors and comedians and stuff it's like i don't i don't really think you offer anything that i actually want like you do a lot of movies that i like but you're not that interesting you just happen <laughs> you just happen to have pretty cool stories because you've been put in positions to be successful and you've been putting weird things to do you know you've been in uh i don't know movie galleries and stuff like that where you're seeing things that normal people like you and i don't get an opportunity to see you know uh yeah celebrities weird youtubers influencers all this stuff's weird well and that, that's uh, kind of i think that's kind of another thing too of why maybe most people are kind of drawn to celebrities because it's a lifestyle they know they'll never have so they can kind of fantasize it no. by hearing it you know spoken word almost i don't know yeah maybe so i don't know because like me and you but, i mean we're obviously you know we're working class blue collar people and that'll more than yeah. likely never change right yeah we're gonna have some fun though but yeah it ain't gonna get nothing's gonna change on that uh which is okay i've i'm okay with that you know that makes me happy I, i'm this was never something that i was like man we gotta we talked about it of course but it was never about making money it was more about just having fun 
and being able to connect with other people that have the same interests as we do. Yeah. Um, and, and that didn't work all the way. And I'll just go ahead and tell everybody, you know, within eight months of doing this, we've made what? $4. Yeah. We haven't made much. So almost nothing. Uh, so you can, you can take that how you want it. You know, $4 for eight months worth of work. That's pretty much no money. Yeah. Considering, you know, I mean, we've, we've sped up our, I mean, we've learned stuff. So like we've, we've gained skills that if you decided that you want to do a podcast with somebody else, you, you, you're in better position today than you were eight months ago. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, editing the first like couple months we did it, that was like a four hour process. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was, it was tedious. It, it took forever. Pretty much an all day uh, event so. to do. Yeah. And then, I mean, we simplified it, but it still takes, you have to listen to the whole thing after you're done to make sure everything's good. So it still takes time. Yeah. Or to make sure um, you don't upload different episodes. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. That's literally the only mistake, like, dude. We've been so like killer on it. And then, uh, so funny story to to talk about what Bud was just talking about. I was listening to one of the podcasts that dropped this past week, and uh, it goes to our little uh, midstream ad, and it comes back, and it's talking about something else. And I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe I just talked about that in the middle, and I just don't remember. It keeps going, and he cut uh, Bud. He was, he had the coronavirus, you know, he had shit going on. He wasn't really worried about putting the right stuff together. And, uh, he spliced two different episodes <laughs> together and I was like, but I think we screwed up here. <laughs> Hashtag oops. Uh, yeah. I'm like sitting in the car, fucking laughing my ass off. And I'm sure people are looking at me like, what a fucking idiot. What is he doing? Uh, but I'm like rolling because I was like, I cannot believe. Look, I just like, really what? like the back half <laughs> of our gaming news segment. Okay. <laughs> Uh, cause as soon as I was like, and we got to get into the bad news about blizzard. I was like, Oh fuck, this is definitely not the right episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, mistakes happen, but yeah, it was, a. it's been a good time. Uh, you know, see it. And, and that's, that's one of them things where, you know, there was only five listens on the thing and four of the listens are me and Chris. So, you know, it's, it's not like I'm in a hurry to go do stuff. Like I get, I get that. You know, we probably have friends that do listen to every single episode. I'm sure Shane is one of those people. You know, I'm sure like your wife, she listens to every single episode. So I'm sure those people are going to be let down. But at the same time, you know, they're not the ones that's figuring out the things to talk about and actually talking about it and texting back and forth on the cell phone throughout the week about how how to improve or what to do or what to talk about or what not to do. Um, all the editing and stuff, the uploading, typing descriptions. Like, I mean, just there's a whole lot of stuff that you don't see that, you know, it's kind of a pain sometimes it really is. It, it, it really puts perspective why people pay for that stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just record the podcast to give it to somebody else. I get why they do that because, uh, yeah. Why big YouTubers have editors, I guess. Prime example. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that uh, is amazing. Um, you know, of course, I would love to record a podcast with any listener that listens to us that tells me they want to record a podcast with us. I will make myself available, and I am sure Bud will do his best to make himself available to anybody who wants to have a pod that wants to record a podcast. No, uh, you got to spend a hundred dollars okay, to I talk will. with me. Okay, um, I'm free. I am. I am Whatever, that much. I, I am that much God tier status. That's my payment. 
<laughs> I'm going to start my own cameo. Uh, see, that's another fucking stupid yeah. thing, right? People spend $50 yeah. to get a fucking 30-second message from a fucking celebrity. Yeah. Really? Because it's personalized. It's not personalized. It just has your name in it. Yeah. I guarantee you that uh, Brett Favre don't give a fuck about your birthday party. Nope. But you, he cared about that 50 bucks he got, though. But you just paid him $50. <laughs> for and he, for you know, four seconds. He's probably done 30 <laughs> of these things a day. Yeah, he doesn't know who Joe is. He's like, hey, Joe, happy birthday. See ya. Yeah. You know, like, he don't give a shit. Or catch my pass and throws a football, you know, whatever. What is it? 15 seconds of his time for $50. He's cool. Yeah. I don't know, man. That That's always been something else that hasn't set right with me either. Like, why the fuck do celebrities <laughs> run the world? And it's like, you're not even having the conversation. So it's not like they call you and it's like, hey, Chris, I heard it's your birthday. This is Brett Favre. No, it's like, here's a recorded message. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no actual conversation going on. Um, That was one of the cool things that the... uh a podcast that I listened to, um, something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard, uh, and then a couple other ones in in that family of they're a wrestling podcast. They used to when you bought a T-shirt, you could call Bruce would call you, call in and talk. No, Bruce to him. would call you. Oh, yeah, he would call you and talk to you. Say, hey, thank you for making your purchase, and then have a couple minute conversation with you. Um, and Tony Schiavone and a couple of these other, which are still, I mean, these people are part of my childhood, you know. So. Uh, you got to talk to him for it wasn't much, you know what I'm saying? But to have a short conversation with this person is pretty awesome. And it's and it's not like a cameo where they're recording a message basically of what you asked them to record about. Yeah. It's an actual conversation. So um and that was for free. You just had to buy a t shirt, which you would have bought a t shirt anyway, you know? So it's just those things were always pretty cool. Yeah, I would I would spend money on a cameo for a super hot celebrity to say thank you for the wonderful time last night. And then show it to women. That's how you get women. Yeah, that's how it works, right? Yep. <laughs> I done got it all figured out. Oh, God. Um, okay. But you got anything else to say before we close this shit down? We'll be like at the end of um, Mrs. Doubtfire, where to turn off all the lights or whatever, where everything's getting turned off and time to go. Um, Man, I tell you, the TV show that did that the best was probably The Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah. When all the furniture was gone off the set and then... Will started getting all teary-eyed, and he shut the lights down. And then the very last thing you see is Carlton running down the steps with his pants around his ankles because he was in the bathroom. Like they made it super serious, but then they also made it super comedic. That was a good ending. Sorry, derailed train again. Well, I guess Chris didn't even want to say goodbye. He just said, "Fuck this shit, I'm out." There he is. Well, sorry about that. What what's a podcast without a fucking malfunction from my mic yeah um but no uh, i completely agree that was one of my favorite that's what that's what we're gonna do today so uh i need you to play carlton i need you to be singing running down the stairs while i leave and that's what we'll do now <laughs> uh no i agree that was one of my favorite endings is uh i think they got a little too crazy oh, speaking of fucking fresh prince sorry but did you hear they're rebooting fresh prince and fucking bel-air are they yes Yes, and Will's not even a part of it. Uh, Will Smith's not even a part of it. It's uh, They've already casted the new Will Smith and everything. Oh. It's wild. Yeah. It would be fine if he was the dad, like if he played... Um, kind of like how Fuller House Uncle is. Uncle Phil. Yeah. Yeah. That would make more sense, because then it's like, a, it's like it's a repeat, but at the same time, it's a different sort of thing instead of it being kind of like meant to be the same thing. Because why does it have to be the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? What difference does it make? Fresh, <sighs> it could be the Fresh Prince of Miami. Could be. It doesn't have to be Bel-Air. Who wants to live in California? Um, could be the Fresh Prince of, of of Philadelphia. Why do you have to be the Fresh Prince of? Yeah, you can't even Bel Air. You can't you know? even have gaming PCs in California anymore because they draw too much power. Look, it's illegal, bastards. Um, who in their right mind wants to live in fucking California? 
They have so many <laughs> stupid fucking laws over there. They should just be their own fucking country. Like, just split off, uh, float in the fucking ocean, and go be your own fucking country. Yeah, California is something else. They are um, they're the progressive state for a reason. A lot of shit dies there. Progressively so stupid. I'm glad we live in, glad we live in North Carolina. Uh, we're a little stupid sometimes, too, but I'm glad we live here versus That's there. That's because we got a bunch of ignorant hillbillies and rednecks that live here. I'm fine with that. Yeah, you can always, you know. I know how to talk to my typically people. Typically respectful. <laughs> yeah, they're typically respectful, at least. <laughs> man. All right, man. All right, but uh, before we go, though, I got to get a cough from you, and I got to get a throat clear, uh, and I got to <clears> get an uh. I think you got them all. All right, and I'll, I'll leave y'all with one of these, and those would be our parting sounds. Goodbye, everyone. Peace. Hey, everyone, if you made it this far, we appreciate you listening to the end. If you want to get a hold of us, our social links, we have a Facebook, which you can find Chris and Bud Show. Our Twitter is Chris and Bud Show one Chris's personal Twitter would be at Deliberate88. My personal Twitter would be at BudB88. We also have a Discord server that we've launched that's free for everyone to join. You can find the link for that on the Twitter or the Facebook page. Discord is going to be the easiest way to interact with me and Chris. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.